Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. I can't imagine her wanting to get on a donkey and ride for four days pregnant, nearly ready to have a baby. Now, any women here would think that would be exciting? Didn't think so. Um, I remember seeing some of you pregnant. I wouldn't imagine you would think that would be great at all. <laughs> but Mary did. She goes down to to um, Bethlehem with a with a husband, uh, and and to 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 be recorded in the census and to pay the taxes. So there they are, and it says here. So, so when so it was that while they were there, this is in Bethlehem now, that the days were complete. Com- completed for her to be delivered, in other words, to have a baby. And she brought forth a firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I don't want to go into the story, but the, the, the motels are all full, no vacancies on everyone, and they give her, they give her, a, manger, they give her a cattle stall, which, which is a bit more upgrade than what we think today because everyone rode their horses and brought cattle so it I mean it was a it was a going thing but the deal was that it wasn't it wasn't what we would imagine our wives to go to to have a baby in I mean when Trish said I'm 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 going into labor man I drove my car so fast to get to the hospital because I just thought I don't want to have to deliver this baby myself in the car you know you know the hospital there was all clean and I got there and they said it's a false alarm what a terrible appearance. But it wasn't a false alarm for Mary. She's in a manger. And Jesus is born here in this stable um, where the horses and everyone's kept. And now it says this, And there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks. Now, history tells us that these shepherds weren't just ordinary shepherds. They were the shepherds that looked after the sheep that were bought for the temple for sacrifice. And so the angels come to lowly shepherds that really is not a legal thing for the Jews to be doing. But when they needed somebody to look after the sheep and have sheep prepared for those that didn't have their own for the sacrifices. And the Bible says this very simply, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly, help me, they were greatly, Happy? No, they were greatly afraid. Anyone have an angel stand beside them? It's not, it sounds exciting for somebody else, but then you're not quite sure what his story is. You know what I mean? Um, I've sensed the presence of God. I've sensed the power of God. And, you know, I've sent, I've heard the voice of God. And, you know, sometimes you think, whoa, what's coming? You know, for, uh, for Samuel, it was scary. For many people, and Mary... I mean, this angel's been active for now the last nine months, really active. First comes to Zechariah in the temple, and Zechariah goes, he's greatly afraid. You know what the angel says? Fear not, fear not. Nothing's changed, friend. (laughs) When Jesus comes and situations are bad, we're in fear. You know what God says? Someone with me, help me to preach this morning. Fear not. That's an easy word to say. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. You know, last night we had, or the night before, we had a really 
wild thunderstorm, which I imagine everyone had. And I never used to hear thunderstorms, so it had to be loud because it woke me up. The second thing that woke me up, my dog decided he got scared. He never seemed scared before. He leaps up on my bed and tries to get up on my, under my pillow. I said, son, our agreement doesn't go this far and our friendship doesn't go this far. Off. <laughs> I mean, fear can grip people and, and grip us into situations, and so the angel comes. If you look at it from a different perspective, here's the celebration. While the world is asleep, the angels are beginning to erupt into great joy. Amen. Because the greatest event of all humanity, but it's greater than that, the greatest event for all of heaven, is now being played out between heaven and earth. So that again, God can call, can come to earth and find a place to abide. So the angel comes, speaks to the shepherds. But I love this. Heaven's so excited in the, in the celebration. The Bible then says the hosts of heaven begin to sing and praise. So in Luke, we see this incredible picture uh, of, of here's Jesus and the great celebration of heaven comes to earth. Oh, and we wonder why Christmas has still been celebrated greatly around the world. It may not be focused the way we'd hoped, but it's still celebrated. I said to the RN that in the home with Trish, and she said she was a little Buddhist, and I said she is a little girl. She only should be. She said she's a Buddhist. I said to her the other day, I said, are you going to throw that ugly Buddha away and let that very handsome man come into your home this Christmas? She said, like who? I said, Jesus. He's wonderful. He's amazing. She said, how do you know? You have no one's ever seen him. Of course you've seen him. I said, the Bible's full of pictures of people talking about seeing him. And she said, oh, oh, no, I can't throw out the Buddha. I said, that ugly little Buddha. Ugly little. I said, does he ever talk to you? She said, no. I said, that's sad. So you worship somebody who never talks to you. I said, that's strange. She said, oh, you're naughty. Get out of my way. Get out. She's always so nice to me. And I said, I'm sorry, Janie, but I said, why don't you just say Jesus? She said, say what? I said, say Jesus. She said, that's hard to say. I said, can you say Buddha? She said, yeah, Buddha. I said, why can't you say Jesus? She said, well, I don't know. I said, try took a hand and I said, now, Jesus. She said, Jesus. I said, no, I want you to say it. She said, I just said it. No, I said, you whispered it. Say Jesus. And she said, Jesus. I said, Jesus loves me. She said, Jesus, you're making me confess something about Jesus. Amen. <laughs> oh, the celebration's begun. Amen. I mean, Jesus has come. Jesus is here. We laughed about it. Every time she walked up the aisle, she said, don't say anything about I said, who were you going to talk about? She said, I'll say it, Jesus. No, I said, Jesus. You know, she said, okay, Jesus. And then all the, all the other nurses are going, Janie, watch out. He's going to get you. <laughs> and I said to them, listen to me. Listen to me, everyone. They said, no, 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 no. I said, listen, just one moment. I don't want you. Oh, but you know, you get me right. I said, I don't want you. I want you to find Jesus. I'm not pointing you to me. I'm pointing you to Jesus. Because he came. And when the angels came, they didn't just make a noise because they were happy. They were pointing us 
to Jesus. And that's why there's a celebration. We find this great celebration. And you know, it's amazing when you're in a party and enjoying a party and the next door neighbor doesn't like your party. Isn't it? It's a party killer, isn't it? Party, really party killer. Uh, um, I remember we were just filled with the Holy Ghost and we'd hired this this church, you know, rented this church and we hadn't fully fitted it out, but Neil Myers was coming down to preach. And so we went in there before we really had, you know, anyhow, but anyhow, we went in there. And the people were living up above. I didn't realize there was a hole in the floor. And the noise went up there so loud. And they're screaming and swearing. And, and you know, and, 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 and we're down here just loving God. People are slain in the spirit. People are getting healed. People are getting saved. And, and they're swearing and cursing. And so I said, oh, can somebody go up there? They said, no, no, they're too angry. So I said, keep pre- praising, Neil. So I went up and they said, we just want to punch your lights out. I said, we we're having a party. Come down to the party. They said, we, we're going to, we're not, you know, they were so angry. They almost messed up the whole party because 10 people got saved that night. <laughs> Hallelujah. And people got changed and people got healed and people got touched. I went next morning when I hoped they might have been happier. And they were a little more sedate. And I said, you know what? We should rent you a new house and we'll rent this one out. And they said, do that and then we'll be happy. So I went to my real estate agent and said, please find a house. He did. We rented that out and we put all of you Christians up there that we wanted to get really praised. God and be the church on Sunday morning. Because as soon as we started church, they were in church. Amen. Every sound went up there. Hallelujah. And you know, and the party went on. The party went on. Sometimes you've got to remove the party killers because we're celebrating Christmas, amen, while others sleep. <laughs> we're celebrating. Now, uh, I want you to see something about this Jesus who came. What a Savior. It says here, and then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, and it shall be to all people. There is born to you this day, but in the this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this we assign to you, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. So the angels had gone away. The shepherds went and explored Jesus. First thing I want to say, the Bible declares Jesus to be Savior, to be our Lord. He didn't come as a judge. He didn't come as any other way. He came as a Savior. He came as a baby. But I want to say this morning, babies have been born. As I speak, babies have been born. Somebody is rejoicing over a baby born. Some are probably rejoicing in other areas. Others may be more sad about it. But babies have been born. But this is not just a baby. This is God incarnate. <clears throat> He's God incarnate. I mean, I met a Hindu over in, in uh, Nepal when we were preaching over there. And he said, um, he said, do you believe in reincarnation? I said, uh, no, I believe in resurrection power. And he goes, I said, what are you going to come back as? He said, well, it depends how good I am. I said, what if you're a really bad boy and you come back as a blowfly? And he said, oh, I don't, oh, blowfly. I said, you'll buzz around me and I'll kill you. I said, that's the end of it. He said, no, no, we'd die and then I'd come back as something better. I said, how can a blowfly get better? 
He goes, that's why we've got to be good. I said, how good are you? He said, oh, I've been getting drunk a lot and I've been beating my wife. Oh, I said, you're not even going to be a blowfly. <laughs> I said, you're going, to be a, you're going to be a ringworm and they'll poison you. <laughs> you know, reincarnation. This is God incarnate. God himself walks down. Oh, I love that song that he said to Mary, did you know? I won't sing that either, but I love that song. Mary, did you know? The baby that you've got, the baby that you kissed, you kissed the face of God. Did you know <laughs> that God is, that is both God and man? Did you know he that did, you delivered will soon deliver you? What great words. Powerful words. Did you know, Mary, he's going to walk on the water and bring life? Did you know he's going to raise from the dead and save the world? Because he's the saviour of the world. On this Christmas day, God came to us and Tim has already said, See, his Savior, he's not just Jesus who comes and loves us. He is one that saves us from our sin. Look at the picture. The picture is this, that Israel's looking for a deliverer to take them away from the Romans. Jesus never mentioned ever in the Scriptures raising an army to get rid of the Romans. The only mention he made of Romans was when the Pharisees came and the scribes and said, should we pay taxes to to um, to, to um, Pharaoh um, Caesar Pharaoh? I'm talking about Egypt. Sorry, <laughs> Caesar. And you know what Jesus said? Give me a give me a coin. And he gets it, gets the coin, passes it. He says, "Whose head's that?" They said, "That's the head of Caesar." He said, "Well, give to Caesar that which is Caesar's, but give to God that which is God's." The only mention he makes. But we find as we read the book of Acts, <laughs> he's the saviour. He just didn't come into the world to make you feel good. He didn't just come as a party. He partied because heaven was breaking through all the demonic realms and all the sickness and all the curses of humanity. It's breaking in. <coughs> God is coming down to us to bring redemption and salvation and deliverance. Until the Romans, writer of Romans says, now the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will set you free from the law of sin and death. Oh, this Savior, this Savior, Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that came in the world. He said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. What bound Israel? It wasn't Romans. It was sin. It was the sickness of sin. It was the bondage of sin. It was the bondage of being away from God with no place to find Him. And nothing's changed today, friends. That baby didn't stay a baby. That baby grew. Hallelujah. We celebrate the incarnation of God. But all today we celebrate the risen Savior, the Savior that's raised up high above every other name. Amen. And it's given a name that's above every name. And that name doesn't come just because he's raised up. It came by accomplishment. Well, I, I didn't watch King Charles Sidney, um, whatever it was, when he crowned as king. Because it didn't really interest me because I'm not a, I'm not a pom. But, you know, um, but I did notice what happened. And I couldn't, you know, this is the thought ran through my mind. And forgive me if you're a royalist and think I'm a bit naughty, but I'm not a Republican or a royalist myself. I, I just uh, don't think that's... We, we have a kingdom that's far greater than that. That's the kingdom of God that's within. Amen. 
and, and I honour honor whatever happened there, I honour that. But, you know, I'm not sure what his accomplishments are that made him king. I'm not sure. Um, you can judge that. Um, not sure. But I hear a lot of people that, that come through royalty or come through a great name and their name's lifted up. I wonder what accomplishments they had. But my Jesus has given a name. Come on, come with me. My Jesus has been given a name. He's not just got a name because he came out of heaven. He's just not got a name because he's the son of God. He's got a name because of accomplishment. This is what happened. He came to earth. He walked the same pathways you walked. And sin came and temptation was coming. As Pastor Tim has already said, he was tempted in every part. But he, he succeeded and overcome and walked in victory. <laughs> until they couldn't do ink with him. And his ministry began. What happens now? He turns water into wine. He heals the sick. The lepers are healed. Oh, the lame walk. <laughs> this, is our, this is Christmas. This is a real Christmas story. The risen Savior, the King of glory. And then he dies and rises again and ascends into heaven and is given a name. Why? Because of accomplishments. He's defeated your enemy. He's defeated all your enemies. Ah, oh, well, you know, if you don't know my past, we'll stop rehearsing it and then you won't know it. You must stop rehearsing it because Jesus has taken it. He has a cross that you can empty it at. There is a cross where you can leave it because Jesus is our Savior, not just to come and tell you you're a nice person, I love you. He will do that anyhow. He says, for God so loved you and I so love you. But that's not enough. He walks into our lives with forgiveness and hope. And wholeness, hallelujah, with his own blood. And he says, here's my cup. Take it every day. Take it every hour if you want to. And drink of it, drink of it, drink of it, drink all of it. Amen. <laughs> you know what that cup says? He died. He died. What does death on the cross mean? All of your sins are defeated. We take his body. What's his body say? It says that it was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my inner iniquity. Those things that keep tormenting me, those things that keep speaking, the hidden, hidden sins of my heart, he was bruised for that. But he rose again victorious, hallelujah. <laughs> you say it's all right for David. I've been preaching for 40 years and seen many people rehearse their past. I could rehearse mine too. You say, well, you grew up in a Christian home. I actually didn't sleep at home because my auntie was such a way out person. Um, we couldn't let her come home because she'd sometimes have these tantrums and fits and belt everyone and throw sticks around. So I took, I took it upon myself as a seven-year-old to say she couldn't come to my home. I'd go down to her home. So, you know, you can rehearse that. But do you know what the glorious thing about that? As before she died, I led her to Christ. <laughs> Cast a demon out of her and set her up. And on the day that she was dying, she said, please bring David here so he can help me over the line. But I was preaching up in Gympie and Maribara. And so Trish went in. She would never talk to Trish because she didn't like Trish. And she didn't like anyone, of course. But, you know, it wasn't anything against you, babe. But, you know, she didn't like that. But you can rehearse that. You know what I rehearsed? She was saved. Because Jesus, the Saviour. I could rehearse the times that I thought it was going to smash our family. I can rehearse the times that the curse of sickness was there so deeply. And I saw it affecting my family. I could rehearse that. But I've declared I'll never be sick. Hallelujah. Because I believe in a Savior, Jesus. See, we've got to come with the opposite spirit. Who is Jesus? The opposite spirit. 
I see so many people go, oh, my family had that. And they come with the same spirit. Come in the opposite spirit. <laughs> oh, you're not celebrating enough this morning. We've got the angels to come down, the host of heaven. Amen. Getting freaky, is it? You know, I, I believe in angels. I believe they walk with me. I, uh, the amount of times I've got to say to the Holy Spirit, please let my angel tell me where that keys are. That's every day, three times a day. Amen. And I'm still driving. <laughs> then my wallet goes missing. You know, you know where you put it down. And I said, please, Holy Spirit, let the angel show me. And you know what? Within a second, I go, that's where it'll be. And you're freaking out because your carnal mind won't let you do that. Come on. Get out of the carnal mind. Why has the host of heaven come down and declare Jesus? Because he brought the host of heaven to bring praise to your heart. You know the amount of times in my house I've gone, I don't feel like praise. And the Holy Spirit sends some angels in here. And I turn on my music and I feel the echoes of heaven coming out of my home. Come on, are you with me this morning? Come on, a little further down the tracks. Let's not sit in our seats. Pull back. We're the church of Jesus Christ. No one likes talking about angels. It seems freaky. You don't talk to angels, you talk to the Holy Spirit. He commands them. The host of heaven. You don't talk to them, you're not, you don't fellowship them. They fellowship you. They minister to you. We fellowship Jesus. We walk with the Holy Spirit. We fellowship the Father. Amen. He commands the host of heaven. <laughs> what did the devil say to Jesus? If you're on the top of the pinnacle, cast yourself down and he'll send legions of angels. And Jesus says, yes, I know he will. But I'm not calling upon him for that today. I'm telling you, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Number two, John chapter one says this. It says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it says this. The elders obtained a great testimony by faith because they believed that God spoke into a vastness of nothing, spoke the word and out of nothing created the entire universe because of what was not seen, it became seen. The word, that word, the same word that was in Jesus went out into the creation of the whole universe. 93 billion light years is what mankind can see. They don't know if there's anything beyond that. But that's big enough for your mind and my mind to try and comprehend. 93 million light years. And now the Bible says, the Word became flesh. Come with me for a moment. The Word became Who was the Word? The incarnate Jesus. He's the Word at creation. He's the word at redemption. <laughs> and he's the word today that builds in your heart. Hallelujah. Imagine if he'd have stayed in heaven, we'd have never met the word. We'd have only listened to the word. We'd have had the law written on tablets. But now we have the word written in our hearts. Now we have the word re revealed to us. Now we have the word as our friend. Now we have the word that walks with us. <laughs> and we meditate on silly things. No wonder the psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, 
doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like, and she shall be like, and young children shall be like trees planted by the rivers of living water, and they'll bring forth their fruit in their season day and night. Fruitful people. Because of the word. <laughs> the day we don't just celebrate a baby, we celebrate the coming of a saviour. We celebrate the word. And what did the Bible say about Jesus? We beheld him. We beheld him. We either were bound in sin. We that were broken away from God and didn't have a place in his presence. <laughs> we beheld him. He was full. Not just a son, full of grace and truth. Oh, that grace reached down. The Bible says where grace abound, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Hallelujah. So the word came and we love the word. And this is the this is the deal of Christmas. Is Jesus for everyone? For God so loved, sent Jesus Christ. So is Jesus for everyone? He's for all those who will believe in him and call on his name. He loves everybody. He offers them to everybody, but he brings redemption to those that believe in his name. As you come here this morning, many of us are believers. Many of us are shouting. Many of us are declaring. But if you came here this morning and not yet put your trust and faith and belief in Jesus Christ, this is the morning. Don't go home without doing it. I said to little Janie, the little RN, I said, Janie, don't let this Christmas go by when we're celebrating, when Jesus is visual to us, without saying, Jesus is my Lord. And one of the other nurses go, he's been on to me for three years. I said, no, I'm not on to you. The Holy Spirit is on to you, and you can't stop talking to me about it because God is speaking to you, and you're just resisting him. She said, well, what will happen? I said, you don't believe, you don't get if you'll just believe, you can enter into the greatest joy. The other day I came in and I was, I don't know, I didn't think I was singing. I don't, I don't well, I do sing sometimes when, you don't know, when I don't mean to, but I was whistling and, and it was about, it was about half past six in the morning, which is earlier than what anyone else goes there. But I, I just was waiting to see Trish, so I thought I'd go down early. Um, I was up at half past three, four, so I could go down and so. I went down, went in, I went down. I didn't look for it because I knew she'd be still down the room. So I just must have been whistling and singing on the way down. And then when I bring Trish back out, all the nurses said, we knew you were here. I said, how would you know? They said, we heard you singing on the way down and whistling. She said, we always know when you're here because you're whistling, singing, and, and being thankful and saying hi to everybody. I said, no, I didn't. I went down slowly and quietly. She said, you didn't. I was way up the other end I heard you. You were singing Joy to the World or something. She said, I said, well, what's your song? She said, oh, I won't tell you what she said because I don't say the words. But she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I should be sworn in front of you. I said, don't worry about me. I'm not the problem here. The problem is you're rejecting Jesus. Remember I told you? He's only for those that believe. He's for those that believe. He loves you. He's calling you. He's speaking your name. He sent me, good-looking fellow like me, to try and tell you about Jesus. And you can reject us? She said, oh, I wouldn't want to reject you. I said, you're not rejecting me because you've accepted me. You've loved me and you've been kind to me. And you've been wonderful to Trish and I appreciate that. But you're rejecting Jesus, the Word. And we finish on this. Matthew said this. It says, when, when, when Mary was with child, she told Joseph, I'm having a baby. 
Now, I don't know. I'm just happy Trish never had to do that to me. I'd need a very big angel to come and tap on my shoulder to say, this is from God. You know, you're having a baby, how? The Holy Spirit came on me. Only the Holy Spirit? You know, like, you can understand Joseph. Come on, I, I can understand Joseph. I'm a man, I can understand that. And, and, he's, and, and the angel says, this is a child, the Savior, and you call, call his name Jesus, Emmanuel, because God is with us. Friend, that's a nice statement. But in your, in your fear trials and in your fears, when peace is gone, there is only one thing that brings us back to the focus point is Emmanuel. 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 Does Jesus walk in your home? Does Jesus walk with your life? Is there a praise on your lips or just the same speech as the rest of the world? See, it's Emmanuel. Jesus is with us. He's in us. He's the hope of the world. Jesus is here this morning. And I know He's here, but I've been in places where people didn't know He was there, but I knew He was there. And then I've been in places where I thought, oh, I'm cranky with somebody, and I don't, I don't even feel God here. And somebody gets up and says, Jesus is here. And I feel like saying, oh, you're just talking. But He's there. God is there. And when Jesus came, he made room because Jesus said, I'm going to write my laws on your heart and I'm going to put my kingdom in your heart where we will dwell. And so God and your heart and your spirit can dwell together and have relationship together. And as you close your eyes across this place this morning, I'm going to ask the question, simple question. If you've never given your heart to Christ or if you've walked this year and feel like you've languished in your faith, and you're almost drained of your faith. But this morning, you want Jesus to walk back into your life. Or you say, David, for the first time, I'm opening my heart to Jesus Christ. Right here while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you very quickly, if that's you, slip your hand up. I want to see who you are so I can pray with you because we're going to say a prayer. Just quickly, slip it up. Say, David, it's me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to say yes to Jesus this morning. On this Christmas day, Many angels will rejoice with you, and certainly this church will rejoice with you. Anyone like that this morning, say, David, it's me. I'll give my life to Christ. I'm saying yes to Jesus Christ. If I've missed your hand, oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Sorry, I missed your hand. Thank you. God bless you this morning. You can put it down. Anyone else? Thank you. That's a great decision. That's a decision that will change your entire life. Anyone else? Sorry, I, didn't, I, want to, I don't want to miss a hand. I just want to catch every hand. Anyone else? If I've missed one, please help me. Please help me. This is not somebody else, is there? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want everyone to say this prayer out loud with me. Dear Lord Jesus, make it your prayer. Come into my heart today. Be my Savior. Forgive me for my sin. Deliver me from my past. And fill me with the future, filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, great Holy Spirit, fill these lives right now. And let the power of heaven and the power of forgiveness and the power of redemption deliver set free and bring joy today into that precious heart in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. I'm praying for your families. I'm releasing the power of God over your homes. Oh, great Holy Spirit, to every home, to every home. Father, whether if there's any dysfunction, we speak to that dysfunction. Say, God, let today be the function and love of Christ. Pours into that home. If there's any lonely, I pray today for the grace of God to come and bring hope and wholeness. Fill our homes. Emmanuel, fill our lives. Emmanuel, fill our families. Emmanuel, fill our workplaces. We ask today in the precious name of Jesus and all the believe said. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.